0: hallelujah how are everybody doing that's good I think it's losing it may hang in there for a while Hallelujah may hallelujah glory be to the king blessed be the name of Jesus hallelujah Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this nice Bible study. We ask your blessings on it. The hearing of our ears. We bring forth some fruit. Hallelujah, Father. To glorify your name. We do thank you for all things in the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Come on, brother. Humbled out.
1: Hallelujah. Well, I figured I might have to do this. Hallelujah. Anyway, um, bless y'all. Everybody here knows that our God is God of order. Is that not right? He does all things decently. He does them in order. He is a setter-upper. God has set up his kingdom with a structure. This structure has a chain of command, which involves links of the body. These structures are clearly identified by the Word of God. And right now, I'm gonna take you through a few scriptures and show you how it's set up. Um, Let's start in Hebrews 13, seven, please. All right, praise the Lord. Uh, these first few scriptures are going to deal mostly with uh, concerning the conduct um, to the overseers of the flock as a body. Okay, Hebrews thirteen seven. Remember them which I have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation, the end of their manner of living, the end of their manner of life. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey them that have the rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. It's pretty cut and dry. as they that must give an account, hmm, that they may do it with joy. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Not with grief, for that is unprofitable to you, to everybody in the body. Hallelujah. Uh, Romans 13, Alright. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be, they are ordained of God. He's the one that sets them up, the setter-upper. All right, and down to Romans 13, four. For he is 4. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. Now remember, these are the ones that are ordained of God, the ministers. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God. A revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Amen. Come on, he's a minister for you for good and not for evil. Don't, assa- don't allow yourself to fall into the trap where you're convinced that he's out for uh, your demise, for your destruction. Always oh, in there for your good. Amen. If we do that which is evil, watch out. Out comes the sword. We all know what that sword is. A man does not draw his sword unless he's going to war. The minister of God is going to use that sword to let you know what is the evil way. And of course, that sword is the word of God to put us back in line again. Thank God for that. Okay, Romans 13.5, let's keep going. Wherefore ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers Attending continually upon this very thing. Pay tribute to those ministers. Uphold them. Support them. Remember in Hebrews I always said that they watch for your souls. Hallelujah. Romans 13, sender. Seven. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom costume. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. Hallelujah. Okay, the next scripture is ours uh, concerning our conduct towards the elders in age. 1st Timothy 5, 1. And the word says, Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger men as brethren. The elder women as mothers, the younger sisters with all purity. Hallelujah. 1st Peter 5, 5. Like I say, I'm going to go through these pretty quick here. 1 Peter 5.5 Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you, be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, he giveth grace to the humble. Hallelujah. All right, now we're going to look at the aspect of husband to wife. Ephesians 5:22 Let's go to Ephesians 6, 1. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment of the promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just a few quick ones for the children. And about saint to saint, brother to brother, sister to sitter. Let's go back to 1 Peter 5, 5, please. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yeah, we heard that before, but here's what I was getting to. Yea, all of you, be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. Once again, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Ephesians five twenty-one. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. It's pretty basic, cut and dry. First Peter, two seventeen. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the King. There's, of course, there's more examples. We could go over a whole lot of scriptures, but I think you get the idea. Um, it's about positional authority, um, those that God sets in positions of authority, um, wherever they may be in the body. And what we went through is the different types of positional authority, where they're at in the body. Um, the, one thing that, the one thing, though, that needs to be understood is that at every position of authority, there are challenges that come with that position. The greater the position of the body, the greater the challenges one will face. And those challenges start right here. Okay? Hallelujah. The devil is also a strategist. Sure, he will go after those that are weaker in the faith. But if those that be stronger are looking out for the welfare of the weaker, the chances of the devil succeeding is greatly diminished because there's somebody looking out for him. But if the devil can successfully cause those who are in leadership positions to be out of order... He can cause more destruction to a larger number of people. Where there's disunity, there's separation. Strength is in the unity. Hallelujah. On the other hand, the devil also use the strength of the people to attempt to have the leader get out of his place and possibly sin against God. And with that, we're going to get into the real meat of this. We should be able to see that there is a responsibility with all the saints to not allow ourselves to become subject to the wiles of the devil. Uh, We're going to go over something we've gone over many times, but we're going to go back there. I'm going to take you to, starting out at Exodus chapter 3, verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the afflictions of my people which are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry by the reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Thank God for that. I am come down to deliver them. Who is coming down to deliver God's people? God is. Out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of the land unto the good land and the large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto a place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Okay? And Exodus 3.10. Come now now, therefore, I will send. Who's going to send? God. Unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And of course he's talking about, Who's going to send? Is Moses. Exodus three eleven, and Moses said unto God, "Well, okay, here we go. Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt?" Now you got to think. Why would Moses say, "Who am I?" Because God just got done telling him, "Look, I'm going to deliver these folks, and I'm going to send you." All right. Uh, God's just not going to tell somebody to do something when they can't do it. He's going to give them the ability. Exodus 3.12. And he said, just to confirm what Moses said is, who am I? And God says, certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. Hallelujah. Go to Exodus 4.1. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. Boy, it sounds like Moses just don't want this job, does it? It really doesn't. Exodus four ten. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, am I not eloquent I am not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech. And of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made the man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb, or the deaf, or the seeing, or the blind? Have not I, the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. Now here comes Moses again. He said, Oh my Lord, I send. I pray thee, by the hand of whom thou wilt send. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that that he can speak well. And also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee, and when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. It is fully apparent that Moses would rather be doing something else. Okay. Four different times he made his objections, known, and all this accomplished was to anger God. Who do you think Moses was hearing from in his mind? What was hindering him? That's the question. Anytime God appoints us to a position other than that which we are used to holding, don't believe for a minute the devil will not tempt you. Look what Moses dealt with he dealt with doubt, unbelief, uncertainty, insecurities, and a host of other things. Satan didn't waste a second attacking the mind of Moses. But did not God tell Moses that he would be the one to deliver the people? That he would be the one sending Moses? That he would be with Moses? Certainly he did. He tried to reassure Moses the whole time. Look, it's me doing it, not you. You're just a vessel. Go to Numbers 20, verse 1, please. all right then came the children of Israel even the whole congregation into the desert of Zin in the first month and the people abode in Kadesh and Miriam died there and was buried there and there was no water for the congregation and they gathered themselves together against Moses and Aaron and the people chode with Moses that means to complain to strive against with words to contend with And spake, saying, What God that we had died with our brethren died before the Lord. What a statement. By thy words thou shalt be justified and be condemned. Boy, they were speaking death now, weren't they? Numbers 20, verse 4. And why have you brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness, that we and our cattle should die there? Now remember, they saw, of course we all know that they saw God do mighty works by Moses. And and of course you all know the pattern of what the children of Israel did They got a little fix, and they got a little bind, and they got discontent, and wham. Okay, Numbers 25. And wherefore have you made us to come up out of Egypt to bring us unto this evil place? It is no place of seed, or figs, or vines, or pomegranates, neither is there any water to drink. Uncontentment and lust certainly is a breeding ground for a whole host of evil spirits. Did not these same people witness how Moses, by the hand of God, did so many mighty deeds and provide for all the people? How soon we forget. You will find in Numbers 11 how that Moses cried out to God about how great a burden all these people were. And that's uh, the one they were there asking for meat. Well, you all know the chapter. God had Moses to appoint 70 elders to help him with the burden of dealing with the people. But when the people's discontentment set in, it wasn't the seventy elders who felt the fury, it was Moses. All right, let's go to Numbers 26, 20, verse 6. Just keep on going. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the rod. Gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock, so thou shalt give the congregation their beast drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beast also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believe me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given thee. All right. Sure, it was Moses that messed up by striking the rock instead of speaking to it. As he was instructed, he ultimately paid the price for his unbelief. He didn't get to go over. He didn't go over to the promised land. <laughs> but do you think for one minute, the people thought they contributed to his fault? At all, one time with their behavior? At all. We would hope that they would have, but the pattern tells us otherwise. What we must understand is that there is a change in dynamics that come along with positional authority. Granted, Moses was still for error for the way he handled himself, but how about the mind battle he dealt with? We shouldn't believe for a minute that Moses did not wrestle with the thoughts of accusation against the brethren, questioning God as to his methods, thoughts of anger and hatred towards his fellow man. He was flesh and blood, like we all are. I can tell you firsthand of the battle in the mind, but it does not exempt me from living holy. I'm talking myself personally. Um, From my own personal experience, what goes on in my mind dealing uh, where I'm at now. But thank you, Jesus. But the question we must ask ourselves is why would we put anybody in a position where they would have to reprove and rebuke us? Why would we? Yes, every man must bear his own burden, but the instruction is also to bear one another's burdens. Hallelujah. This is all about understanding one's place in the body of Christ. The hand needs to recognize the function of the foot, the foot the importance of the back, the back the necessity of the eyes, and so forth. Isn't that so? I mean, we can't be complete unless we're one body. Hallelujah. God has put us all here to do particular things, Um, That's just the way he works. Sometimes the eye will see that the foot is dirty and will let the mouth know so the mouth can tell the foot that is in need of a bath because it's nasty dirty. Or the nose may smell the funky breath coming from the mouth and have the hand tossed in a glass of mouthwash. That's the way the body cleans itself. Thank God for the instruction and the cleansing process. That's how you go to one another. The point is that we are one body in Christ Jesus and we need to consider all the members of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Um. Well, I guess I went through all them sheets in a hurry. Like, <laughs> I figured I might. But uh, let me try and explain it this way, if I can be a little bit clearer. Um, as I say, I started all talking about um, God puts you in a place when you're ready to be put there, when you've got a willing heart and a willing mind. But as we went over with, there's going to be... Um, the devil 's going to come after your mind hard, and the reason is is because he wants you to mess it up okay He wants you to um, be a burden against your brother, have your brother be a burden against you, but it 's understanding where everybody 's place is and how they operate and what and, and what they 're supposed to be doing now if it, it, we ain 't going to go back from the old thing about if, if, if somebody uh you know, if somebody's in the wrong way, you, you know what you're supposed to do. You go to that brother, right. demanding where he is in the body or what's going on. But what I'm trying to tell you is that there's a lot that goes on in the mind, and we need to understand that uh, no matter who it is when it comes to where God has put him. Uh, of course, you know, Pastor Dowell, um, you think about how he's like Paul here. You know, he's, he's got the necessity of the saints here. And... um all the things he has to deal with. Brother Shane, you know, as a teacher, all the things you've got to deal with. But also, on the other hand, they need to understand where the saints are in their place and what they have to deal with. It isn't as great a measure, but the fact is they still have to deal with them things in the mind. The devil will attack the mind. Remember, like I said, if he can get the head to fall, he can take the body with it quicker instead of just picking off one at a time. And, and that is his goal. And like it says in the book of Daniel, it's in the unity of the of the saints is where the strength is. That's why we need to keep the unity. All right, bless y'all, Pastor. Hallelujah.
0: Glory to the King. Amen. You know it's good to get some structured teaching every now and then because a lot of times we lose weight. Um, of course, I know the reason why we lose weight lose weight because there's a lot going on in the mind that uh, people don't understand the communication of the mind because the mind controls the um, the thoughts. Thoughts control the body body control the spirit a lot of people don't know that we're actually in a spiritual battle if you take the spirit out of your body um you're dead hallelujah because the body without the spirit is dead And to be begotten of the father, to be born again, to do the work of Christ, you must have his spirit. Because scripture says if you don't have his spirit, then you're none of his. And the only way you can identify that people have his spirit is if they do the works of Christ. You can cut me down there so it don't ring. You understand? Jesus said in Mark sixteen seventeen, that these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues. That's not open for discussion. That's what he just said. Believers do that. If you're a believer and you don't do that, then you're, if you claim to be a believer and you don't do that, then you're not a Bible believer. Because he, then he anointed the 12 and then the 70 and he gave them power over unclean spirits and to heal the sick and to cast out devils. See, the, the church hasn't been about the father's business doing these things because it simply has not been. We've read it a thousand times. But nobody has held the church responsible for not doing these things. Hallelujah. Is that what the word says? I mean, after all, when we get inundated with this done away with that done away, this is passed and that's passed. When you get finished with it all, ain't nobody going to be doing nothing. And that's the condition at the church in right now. Nobody's doing nothing. Amen. Going to church is just, it's no different than going to a bingo game. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just the truth, brothers and sisters. So he requires much more of us. Isn't that the truth? He does. Correction and instruction, reproof and rebuke is not for you, just like brother Doug said, for your demise. Now your flesh gonna hate it, and your flesh gonna tell you that the one is doing the instruction, the one is doing the correcting, and the one is doing all the rebuking. Hate you. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. But have you ever thought for once you actually hate yourself to not correct? Right. I, do y'all still hear it ringing? Amen. I hear a ringing. A, the, the condition. Air conditioning ringing. No, I ain't talking about that kind of ringing. I'm talking about an audio ringing. Um, so when someone is in a position to instruct, makes no difference where you be a, um, a father, supervisor, um, elder, They're in that position because they had to demonstrate something first in order to get there. Being in the military before, I've seen a lot of people who thought that they were more worthy to be in a position than the other person. Even though they all had the same rank. And then some of them, because of the rank structure, if you've been in that long, if you was a E4 or E5 or E6 longer than another person, they would automatically put you in the position of authority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it didn't work that way so much with me when I became an authority. What I did was put the best man in authority. Well, the people liked it. Now, if they didn't like it, they could just go on down next unit or something like that. And if they didn't like it then, we can just go to the wood line. I mean, that's how I used to handle stuff. Because... When you had to do the type of stuff I had to do, you wanted the best man in the best position for the job that would actually watch out and be sober enough to watch out for the welfare and the being not only for himself but for the people who he's around training. You don't have room for a mistake when you're sitting up there in an airplane and somebody decide they're going to get an attitude or a spirit so they ain't going to check out your your parachute and your harness before you jump. How would you like for somebody to get mad at you? Say, well, mm, mm. that's not an option. Y'all hear what I'm saying? That's not even an option. It makes no difference what personal vendetta someone may have. That stuff better be thrown out of the window because somebody can die. That's the same way it ought to be in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. When he gave the analogy of the body, the head, the arms, the body, the legs, the feet, the toes. You know, I mean, some of you in here, in the position, or whatever position you may be. Somebody else may come along more worthy than you and pass you up. Then what are you going to do, Have a, a argue with God or argue with the man of God? Amen. How many times have you ever heard me say it, I pray to God that one day a man of wisdom, old, would come through here. Do y'all understand? You remember I told y'all on the dining hall last Sabbath that uh, to me, my, my personal ambition and goal is, is to not to be needed. Amen. Amen. To me, that's, that's victory. Amen. Yes, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But if somebody came through here and had wisdom knowledge and understanding that well surpass what we've got will we not be a fool to not sit down listen receive instruction and didn't follow that man as he followed christ well don't worry about it, i will i promise you that that i promise you hallelujah but some of us um, it, it would be a threat Come on, brothers and sisters, we need to think about that. You ain't going to get no good teaching like it's nowhere else because they're afraid to talk to you like that. Some of us, it would be a threat if somebody had a more excellent spirit than you. Someone who spent some time with God, filled with the Holy Ghost, and had more power of the Holy Ghost to demonstrate than you. Hallelujah. Would you not rather have them than you up? would you not rather have them doing the work of Christ than you if you're if you're if you're not being used in that area because the bottom line is is for the whole body to be edified it makes no difference who's on first what's on second and I don't know on third that makes no difference the bottom line is is that the whole entire body be edified that's the mission we need accomplished if you got one person that can lay hands on on somebody who's blind and they can get healed why not call them up Instead of sitting up there and trying to pull from someone who hadn't been able to heal a gnat of a toothache. And then Holly didn't say, well, bless the Lord on oh my soul, brother. Glad you're here, brother. Glad, man, we sure do need you in the body. Amen. Brother, welcome God over oh, you. me. me, 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 me. I'm not going to let nobody talk to me like that. I ain't going to let nobody do me like that. I'm more than everybody else because I'm in Christ. What in the world? Hallelujah. And I can tell you right now, uh, the best man for the job when it comes to me i can care less if i if have known you for 50 years, somebody come up with it in three months and, and, and they do a better job, guess who would be in charge? Right. You can go put your little pride in a box and lock it up somewhere and seal it and throw it off in the bottom of the creek Father. I can <laughs> Hallelujah. All I want is unconditional victory Amen. in the name of Jesus. Sweetest name I know. Amen. Would that not make sense? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we need to spend some time with God. Amen. Brothers, and sisters, let me read you something here. and We're going to finish up. All right, we're going to have a short Bible So Let me read something over in Ephesians, the third chapter, to the book of Ephesians. We're going to read a letter that Paul, part of a letter that Paul wrote to the Ephesians or the Ephesians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whew, now I'm up here and this thing hot. Uh, I'm gonna start at the first verse. Okay, I'm gonna read the entire chapter. All right, all right. listen very closely. For well, this cause, I Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, what is he? Prisoner. Do you understand that word "prisoner" means that he's a bond servant? Y'all right. understand what it means to be a prisoner? Right. That means that his will is no longer involved in this thing, but he's serving somebody else's who has a greater will. See, a prisoner just can't come and go when they please. Somebody say amen. Amen. A prisoner someone is constantly being instructed because they have somebody higher over them. Hallelujah. You hear this? So he uses choice words here. I'm the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. For ye have heard of the dispensation of grace of God which is given to me. How and why? To you, war isn't that something you've all heard? You know the dispensation of grace. I Meaning, God has given Paul a special word yes, for these particular people right here, because it's already been prophesied about the prophets. Yes, special word for them. See, look what he says now: how that by revelation he made known unto me. Look at this: the mystery, the what? Yes, the mystery. Yes, Notice he didn't make it known to Peter. No. He didn't tell Moses. No, he did not. He he made it known to Paul. As I wrote a few words, in a few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Whose knowledge? Now today people will call Paul arrogant and obnoxious and self-willed and bold. Would they not? Hey, who is this man talking like this? Who do you think he is? To understand my knowledge in the mystery, Paul got something that he needs to teach the people, and the people need to hear because God has given him a special revelation for them. Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. And look what Paul says: which in other ages was what not made known, right. until the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles that is the mystery. He's declaring it now. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. And of the same body. And partakers of his promises. In Christ by the gospel. Wherefore I was made a minister. According to the gift of the grace of God. Which given unto me. By the effectual working of his power. How? do, you, how, do you, how? By his power right? Paul is equipped by the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? He's not trusting in himself, he's not trusting his own ingenuity, he's not t- trusting his own um, academic education, he's not trusting his own mindset by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. Is that right? Because yeah. Paul was a well-learned man. Yeah. Well-learned man. As a matter of fact, he said in another place, I unlearned everything so that I might learn Christ. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. That's what we try to teach around all the time. See, there's a lot of things you've learned you need to unlearn so you can learn Christ. You follow me? You know, I go through this field, the three major components of so-called Christianity. This thing that they call Christianity today is nothing but satanic paganism. That's all it is. It has not one thing to do with this word. And they carry around the same Bible you do. There's nowhere in the Bible to tell you to pull up a tree and say Merry Christmas. Well, don't tell you, do a lot of things. If if it was something that was done for Christ, would not the apostles done it? Would not the prophets done it? Will we not have instruction that it was a holy day rather than a holiday? If it didn't originate from this book right here, then it come from somewhere else. The father of lies. So don't be wishing nobody no Merry Christmas. Because it's not the truth. A rabbit don't lay eggs. There's no such thing as Easter. Y'all understand that, right? Y'all getting this, right? And it surely is no such thing as no Sunday calling it the Sabbath. See, them are the three main pillars of modern day Christianity. And every one of them is a lie. Do you understand that? That means you and I grew up in a society to where we had a fictitious, false Jesus preached to us. He sounded like the Jesus of this Bible, but he wasn't the Jesus of this Bible. Paul warned us that there would be some that will come and preach to you another Christ, another Jesus, and we've had that preached to us. No wonder we stay sick and diseased, oppressed and depressed. Full of envy and murder, debate and backbiting. No wonder we carried out all those characteristic attributes. Because whenever you serve in Satan, why you think you serve in Jesus, but you serve in Satan, you can't do nothing but show the nature and the character of Satan. But when you're really truly begotten of the Father, when you're really truly born again, you take upon His nature. And when you take upon His nature, He equipped you with His real Holy Spirit. And His real Holy Spirit gives you power to live holy, power to be clean. Power to live just. Power to be right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gives you power. He, he gives you power and a yearning in your heart to where you want to seek his face. Where you want to be more like him. You get tired of sin. You hate sin. You hate iniquity. You despise it with all every fiber of your being. When you meet the real Jesus, this is the type of nature that, it, that you adopt. This is the type of nature that becomes a part of you. That's how you know you know the real Jesus because you hate sin. You despise iniquity because you know it's ruining you. But when you know this other Jesus, you can do everything and never feel bad about it. You can do what you want and never feel bad about it. You come to church drunk the next morning, hallelujah, and then be able to blow a 3.5 on a breathalyzer and it still won't bother you. You can go to sleep right here in assembly. It won't trouble you at all. You can come in church with your arms folded and a mad look upon your face, foaming at the mouth like a mad dog. It don't trouble you at all. You can become uninterested, don't care, didn't digest a single word, because when you're serving that other Jesus, it don't matter at all. But when you're serving that real true Christ, when you're serving that real true one who wrote your name down in Lamb's Book of Life, you know it's an honor and a privilege to come before his presence. You know that where there's two or more gathered together in his name, there you are in the midst. You can't wait to learn more about your Jesus so you can do more of his will. Hallelujah. Now I'm talking about when you know the real Jesus. And this is the Jesus we preach and we teach. We talk about that Jesus has got Holy Ghost power. Give you the same power. Power. Holy Ghost power. Real power. Hallelujah. That's the real Jesus. When you know you're serving the real Jesus, when you love to be holy. Hallelujah. 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 You wake up in the morning saying hallelujah. Say thank you about eight or nine, 10, 20, 30 times a day. You know you tapped into the real one. You know you with the real Jesus. When somebody do you wrong, you say, brother, I forgive you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, I love you. Hallelujah, that devil's a lie. <laughs> Hallelujah, there's a difference. So, Paul's trying to get a message over to these people here, amen. He's trying to get a message over. Look what he says right here in the seventh verse. Wherefore, well, I was made what he, he didn't just jump the gun and become, did he? He said, I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, who Am what less. See, that's a prerequisite. That's a requirement. Hallelujah. If you're gonna be great in his kingdom, that's a requirement. You got to first be a base. You got to be nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. So somebody can be in you and show everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look what he says right here. Who am less than the least of all saints? Hallelujah. Wow. This man has been put in a position to instruct, to lead and guide and to teach. And he said, you pick out the least of all saints, I'm less than they are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, there's also uncomely parts in the body. Amen. Amen. He said, I'm lower than that. My self-worth is about that. Wow. Is he just abasing himself and hoping that you could invoke your feelings and emotions so you can feel sorry for him? No. no, he's communicating something, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Look what he says right here. Is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ? It was given for a reason, so he could preach the unsearchable riches. You see, because this word is a closed book. People have tried to search it. They have tried to come up with all kind of wisdom. It must be revealed by revelation. It's amazing how words can be on these pages all these years. And then all of a sudden, the word all of a sudden is started to be preached. We start to hear stuff like everybody look at your hands and say, these are the hands of Jesus. We go, wow. We start to believe that stuff. We go, wow, look at that, man. The Bible said, greater is he that is in you, not on top of you, not around you, but he's in you, than he that is in the world. Wow, You go. that same one said, the works that I do shall ye do also, and greater works than ye deeds shall ye do, because I go to the Father. We go, who, me? Yeah, you. Wow, beautiful, isn't it? Hey, we're going to get to a point here. Look what he says right here. And to make all men see what the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world have been hid in in, in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. The church has the responsibility. To make known the manifold wisdom of God to the whole entire world. We suppose that our lights will be shining bright. Hallelujah. Our lights will be shining bright. We're not supposed to be walking around with our heads. All depressed. All hallelujah. Amen. Having big back black bags up under our eyes. Glory be to the king. Amen. Look what he says. According to the eternal purpose, you mean to tell me that there's a purpose for this? There's a reason for this. Winners not coming in here sitting like bumps on the logs and stuff, getting filled up with knowledge so we can go out and do nothing? No, there's a purpose, an eternal purpose. Hallelujah. Which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and Access with confidence by faith of him. So don't tell me about all these timid saints. I pass that. We we just don't ain't we ain't bold like y'all. Don't want to hear that mess. Y'all know what you are, but I know what you're supposed to be in Christ Jesus. Let me read that one again, huh? In whom we have boldness and access with what Confidence. Isn't that what the church been lacking? Confidence, have we not been preaching confidence? Amen. Hallelujah, in Him, in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, by faith of Him. Wherefore, well, I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Y'all hear that? Man, Paul had to go through some things, brothers and sisters. His tribulations for who? You. Don't even faint at that. You know, Paul said in one place, you people even knew my infirmity and yet you still didn't despise me. Today, if people know you're infirmity, you finish. They're going to throw you under the bus. That's the end of it. Man, you can just throw it out, man. I'm serious. If anybody know anything about anybody, that disqualifies you for anything in Christ. I'm telling you, that's the way people think today. The cardinal mind, I'm telling you. I'm serious. It's a sad, 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 sad thing that goes on there. I'm talking ignorant and unlearned folks. Paul said, I had a firmament in the flesh, which every single one of you knew, and it still did even cause you to despise me. You know what? That was a, a certain type of a people who had impeccable character. Somebody who really understood the warfare and the battle that we're in. They 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 understood it then. There were some special saints. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, when you see somebody overtaken in a fault, the scriptures teach you, consider one as yourself. You hear that? Not go around and whisper to somebody else. Uh oh. But it says this ye that are spiritual, not cardinal. A cardinal-minded person, when they see somebody overtaken in the fall, go tell every Tom, Dick, Harry, Mudd, and Jeff, Susie, Jane, and John. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what a cardinal person does. A spiritual person say, oh, boy. Man, how did the enemy get in like that? Let me go over here and rally around this person right here, try to bring them up and pull them up out of this this pit right here. Uh Uh-oh. That's just the truth. You go to them in the spirit of meekness uh oh today people are left to fend for themselves and they just shrivel up and die cause there ain't too many people showing the love of Christ hallelujah isn't that a sad sad thing yes sir yes ma'am Satan has done a job making the church enemies with each other he has done a job hadn't he hallelujah look what he says right here for this cause i bow my knees unto the father of our lord jesus christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named the family is where in heaven and where in earth earth. that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory you hear that to be what strengthened he wants us to be what strengthened did y'all hear that with might wow y'all hearing that look what else he says by the spirit in the inner man you see that's why we need to work on his inner man brother and sister and the only way this inner man is built up is through prayer through fasting through reading the word brothers I'm telling you that's how the spirit man is fed you want this spirit man to be fed you want to feel the anointing of God to be used of God then you put a knife to your throat break your plate Cause when that flesh is starving, that spirit is going, hallelujah, I'm getting fed. <laughs> hey, man. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it's a, a remarkable thing takes place when you're really truly on a Holy Ghost fast. Your knees get weak. Huh? Huh? All of a sudden, when you're fast, you're not as bold and arrogant in the flesh as you normally are. You're not so quick to pop off your mouth because you ain't got enough energy to pop off your mouth. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 All of a sudden you get still and quiet. See, that's the time you need to be feeding the spirit, man. Yes, i never known a person that has been on. A, I, boy, I remember when I was well, on about day four of a, what we call a supernatural fast. No food, no water. Yep. Boy, you won't believe how humble you are. Day five, no food, no water. I know everybody tell you you can't go no five days, no food, no water, but how many times we done it, brother Shane? That's what they say. Oh, you died. I, 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 the dead person telling you you're going to die. Yeah. I didn't just start off doing that. I built up to it. You understand what I mean? I know how to acclimate myself too. Hallelujah. I know it'd get myself ready for something like if I was gonna go that long. Long if you get after you get over the second day hump, then you don't even want no food no more. So if you spend the time reading that word, boy, you know that spirit man getting fed. You know, there's no distortion coming in then. Hallelujah. First day, if it's been a long time if you've been on the fast, first thing you do is experience a headache. You know the reason why? It, a headache is nothing more than a flesh ache. Flesh ain't doing nothing but whining. And then you hear every, you you think the flesh don't talk? He makes every excuse up in the world for you to go get something to eat. Your flesh talking big time. And if you say you're not going to eat or drink, every excuse to come up in the world to eat and drink. How in the world are we going to get on the cross when we can't even deny ourselves for a half a day? Uh Uh-oh. I'm trying to tell you something, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. It's just truth. Prayer. Spending some time in prayer. And I'm not talking about now, lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I told you the best way to talk to God, just talk to him. Father, and then just start talking to him. You ain't got to get better. Lord. God, you know, hallelujah, <laughs> yellow, yeah, no. I remember one time I was preaching at a Baptist church and, and this old man, he get, y'all seen that, this old man, he gets up there, they say, we, we call him deacon, so his soul to pray, so he gets up and he, he comes up there and he kneels down like this, and he goes lord you know we need you lord you've been so good to me hallelujah we praying god that you come down and touch us lord hallelujah that touches jesus with the power of your might here today my god, God, my God, we need you. We need you. Lord, we need you. We asking you, Lord, to feed us until we want no more. Yeah, Lord, feed us until we want no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 He get up. And the whole pulpit stand up and people come back and everybody patting them on the back. By the time he made it to me, I said, you ain't said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right, you ain't doing nothing but waste everybody's time, yours and mine. Because he's looking at me like I'm crazy. Your prayer ain't going no hide in this ceiling. Especially you turn around here smelling like a smokestack. Because he got mad at me. That's alright though and that's okay so he, he prayed and making long prayers to be heard of men God didn't hear that mess huh oh no prayer, prayer for show. everybody yeah 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 ask somebody what did he say oh no we need productive prayer, brothers and sisters. Amen. Amen. Strengthening in with man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye be rooted and grounded in what? You see, that's what it's going to take, brothers and sisters. We, that's what it's going to take, real true love. I mean, within a 500-mile radius, here we are casting out devils, laying hands on the sick, and they're recovering. Hallelujah. People getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? We seeing all these miracle signs and wonders take place with us, just us little old conies. Set up on top of a hill and stuff. Just the all-scouring earth, the whole the city rejects us. We could care less. It didn't come because we're something great. It because somebody's humble. We all got to stay humble, brother and sister. When you're humble, you don't mind going doing God's work. Amen? Amen. Anyway, it says right here, you need to love. May be able to comprehend with all the saints, with all saints, what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. And to know the love of Christ with passes knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. He, he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could what? Ask or think. You know the reason why a lot of people don't ask? Because they have the fear of not receiving. Amen. They don't have an insurance policy that it'll be there. Hallelujah. So they don't ask in faith. Because if you don't ask expecting and asking expecting something that's asked for God, you don't expect to receive, then you are doubting. You're wavering. You're double minded. You're unstable in all your ways. Don't even think you shall receive anything. Not of the Lord. So a lot of times fear is in us that we need to actually repent of. Get that thing cast out. Hallelujah. So we can have this confidence in Christ. Because he's able to do it seedly and abundantly. Above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. What is that power? That's the Holy Spirit. He can do all that because of the power that is working in us, the Holy Spirit. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. I tell you what, if God needs some glory nowadays, he ain't seeing too much, is he? Because the church ain't doing too much. Hmm? Well, we aim to change that, isn't it right? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless the name of Jesus. We bless the name of Jesus. Y'all be encouraged, amen? I won't be here. I'll be in Greenville, South Carolina this weekend, amen? Um, brother Shane, gonna be teaching. Hallelujah. You need to spend some time with God. You really, truly do. We live in a generation where God is not even at all in their thoughts. Not even in their thoughts, brothers and sisters. Spend some time with him. Get to know him personally. Not just somebody who's a fictitious being way off in the wild blue yonder. Hallelujah. He walks with you. He's in. He's talking. Talk with him. Amen. But more than anything, more than anything, keep yourself sin free. Keep yourself ready in such a position that you can be able to be used of the king anytime. 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 Some folks said that you can just stand right here and you're sinning. I don't believe that. That's a lie. Somebody say, well, you can think and you're already sinning. No, not unless you give place to a thought. You've been charged to cast down thoughts. Every thought, everything th- that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You ain't sinning because it comes in your mind. That's a devil trying to get you to bite on it. You don't have to bite on that thing. You can cast it down. Amen. 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 See, there's not, hey, it's not the problem that people know. Hey, everybody in here can be used by Jesus. It's just the fact, do you want to be? That's the problem. And a lot of times, many people can't because they're too prideful. I'm serious. Pride go before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Always. He's not going to walk with the prideful or the scornful. You got to humble yourself in the presence of God. And those who are being used more by Jesus are the ones who walk in the most humility. That is a fact. Hallelujah. Y'all be encouraged. Amen. Father, we thank you for these words of truth. We thank you for everything that Brother Doug spoke to us tonight. We do ask, continue to bless us upon the hearing of our ears, that these sands sing deep down in our heart, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Strengthen us, equip us, power us even the more so with understanding. Your word says, then he, you open their understanding, that they might understand the scripture. And this we humbly ask of you, Father, open our understanding even the more so. Give us an understanding heart even the more so by revelation and truth and knowledge in the mighty name of jesus amen bless you have a good day king coming hallelujah